Welcome to Dr. Zoe Today, where the topics are always real, raw, and relevant about love, sex, and relationships. Warning, do not listen to this show if you are sensitive to controversial issues or easily offended. Dr. Zoe and her guests are not to be held liable for any shock, pissing of the past, sudden desire of change, or uncontrollable laughter. Now, here's your host, Dr. Zoe. Hey, all my naughty ones, and welcome back to Dr. Zoe today. So I know all of you went to go see Straight Outta Compton, and do I have a treat for you. I have with me Easy es daughter, E.B., and her real name is Erin Breer Wright, but she goes by E.B. Welcome to the show, E.B. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you. Before we get started, I want all my listeners to be able to keep up with you and what's going on in your career, too. So go ahead and give out, like, your Instagram and your Twitter. Okay, so my Instagram, Twitter, is um, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of that is all at WeWantEB. Awesome, awesome. So I know the past several weeks must have been pretty hectic for you with this new movie dropping about NWA. Oh, yes. Very, 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 but exciting. A good hectic, a good hectic. A good hectic. How many interviews do you think you've done in the last couple of weeks? Cause I mean, you were like on CNN. You did like a big interview with Ebony. I mean, you've been all over the place lately. Yeah, oh, I, I, I can't even count. I mean, I've probably done three to four every single day. Oh, wow, wow. Okay, so I want to do a little bit different of an interview. I want to know the genesis of the situation. Um, I really want to know, like, how did your mom and Eazy-E meet? Like, let's talk about that a little bit. My mother, Tracy, and my father actually met um, after a New Edition concert. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Like, the after party after the concert, yeah. So, was your mom uh, in the industry, or was she, like, a fan, or what was the situation? Um, you know, my mom actually was um, working. She you know, she met my dad really young, but she had already kind of been around the industry working um, at at when – oh, you know what? No, no, no. When, right when she, when she met him, she hadn't started working in the business yet, but she was, she was around, like, all the industry, like, different people in the industry, and that's really kind of how she ended up at the same place and ended up meeting him. Awesome, awesome. So, how long were they together? Because were you the only child conceived out of the relationship, or was your sister too? What was? Yeah, I know you have some siblings. Yeah, um, no, I'm the only one by my mom. Okay. But, um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do have more siblings, and um, you know, I'm closest with my sister Erica. And you know, my mom was really like a second mom to her. Okay. And she's so- yeah, she's my dad's oldest daughter. Got you, got you. So you're only four when your dad passed away, and I could totally mm-hmm. relate to that. I lost my father, who was also in the music industry, but not like, oh, you know. Wow. Yeah, but I lost my dad when I was only eight years old, and it makes a huge impact in your life. Oh, yes. How, oh, yeah, yes. and it's weird because you're still really young. How old are you now? You're 24? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, like, when I got, like, about 20, like, I started having all these memories of my dad that I had forgotten. Does that happen to you? Like, I know you probably have some memories, and I want you to share those with me, but do, you like, memories come back to you sometimes? You know, it's it's really been, like, the same ones um, consistently, really just, you know, I spent I did spend a lot of time with him, you know, in those four years, um, you know, at home. Uh, you know, hanging out even at the studio at his office, spent a lot of time at his office at Ruthless. Um, you know, just 
really him just taking me with him just to ride around. Like, you know, I definitely remember being like his little mini me um, you know, <laughs> in his car and stuff like that. You know, to be honest, I mean, I wish I had eight years or all all of my years. Um, you know, so I, I mean, I definitely know how it feels. You know, it's it is it's very it is very difficult. Um, you know, for four years definitely is not enough to have with a parent, uh, famous or not. Yeah, and it doesn't, and it doesn't change. Like it always has an impact on you, like the anniversary of the death and mm-hmm. things like that. Like it doesn't, it doesn't change. It's not like after twenty years, like it stops being like a wound. It's always a wound, it's and it always, always, comes. yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so here on Dr. Zoe today, like I told you, baby girl, like we are going to ask some of the tougher questions and get down to the nitty-gritty. You are free to say you are free to say whatever you want and answer whatever you personally feel comfortable with, okay? But I okay. want to ask you some questions, and you just, you know, like you just whatever you want to answer, you answer. Whatever you, do, you don't, you don't have to. All right, okay. do you honestly, like I know you and your mom and your sister are working on a documentary about your dad. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of there's a lot of behind the scenes truth that you guys are privy to that people don't know about. Obviously, you're her, his daughter. You know what I'm saying? So I want to ask you personally: Do you feel like Suge Knight had any direct effect on your father's death? Um. No. I. I, I don't. They keep that that interview he did. I think it was on Jimmy Kimmel. Um. You know, that was that was many years ago, and, you know, I don't know why it even just resurfaced recently, and that's kind of been going around, so yeah. a lot of people, you know, have been talking about that, but um, no, you know, and in that interview, you know, he he doesn't say he he did it, he, he, he was really just implying that something did happen, or, you know, that things like that were happening. In, yeah. in the world, like it was going on, you know, it was a possible, it, it it was a possibility that it happened to my dad. It, it wasn't anything him going on there saying, you know, I did this, I did that. So <laughs> right. uh, yeah, people, I don't know, people kind of took that old interview and just been kind of running with it, and you know, and I think that's because you know the movie is so huge, and then he has all this drama going on. You know, he's in jail for murder and all these other things. <laughs> so it's yeah. like it's something that like came back. Well, Sugar, up, but, um, Sugar's always had drama around him. I mean, I've worked in hip hop and R and B and rap years ago as an agent and there was always drama going on but um what his quote was just so people know is he went on jimmy kimmel live in 2003 after and there was an incident with your father in a studio years ago back in 1991 but what he said was this his quote is this is a new thing right so if somebody is going to do something to somebody technology is so high right so you shoot somebody, go to jail forever. Kids, you don't want to go to jail forever, right? So they got this new thing out. People sell them all the time. They get this stuff. They call. They get blood from somebody with AIDS, and they shoot you with it. That's slow death was what he said. He wasn't making any insinuation about your dad. But what happened was, I guess your brother put something on Instagram about, you know, the conspiracy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, are you clo- are you close with your brother or? Uh, you, it, it's all it's all it's all tricky. It, it is it's, it's a tricky situation, but um, he he's just very misinformed. Yeah, um, okay. definitely misinformed. Um, I mean that that's really what I could that's really what I could say about that. You know, and I you know to be honest, I feel like he just evaluated the 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 stuff just come. The, the, he just really interpreted it wrong. Right. You know, um, 
he 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 doesn't know any different. So right. for him, it's like he's just going off of this thing, just really not even just like a random person in the world. You know, you just kind of you hear things or you see things and you start <laughs> interpreting how like you want the, to. Yeah. And it's very unfortunate that he happened to be one of my dad's kids. So people are like, wait, what's going on? You know. Right. And, but right. you know, he to be honest, he he doesn't even represent like the core of the family and all that. And um, you know, that's that's not something you know. I'm definitely not putting that on Suge, and that's not something that any of us, you know, me and my family even think or believe at all. You know, okay, our I, our personal opinion and our views that that will be touched on on our in our documentary. You know, and awesome. it's completely different from awesome. that. That's why I wanted to ask you about it. Now, back in 1991, when this incident went down in the studio between. Easy E, your dad, and Suge Knight. You know, the rumors are that, like, Suge beat the crap out of your dad until he was willing to release Dre. What is your truth? What is, like, the inside scoop with you? What happened? With the Suge and my dad thing, like, you know, in the movie where they show him, like, beating him up in the studio. Right. Is that you're referring to? Um, that That's... You know, my mom actually was with my dad the day that that whole situation happened. Um, you know, before he went to meet Suge at the studio, my my mom was with him. And, you know, she even talked to him afterwards. So what did happen was he did go to the studio and, you know, Suge did force him to sign over paper. Um, he did not beat him up at all. Um, I, they believe they pulled, you know, they pulled guns out and they threatened him. But they definitely didn't beat him up. Um, I mean, you got to remember, I don't, outside of this movie, I don't, just what they show, you know, back then, I mean, Easy e was a huge figure and a boss, and it just don't work like that. It's not that. You know, just, <laughs> no doubt. You know, there's, no a doubt. Respect, there's definitely a respect thing, so you, you can't. I'm sure he had his entourage with him, too. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, he actually, I don't, you know, he didn't have his entourage with him that day. You know, he did go by himself, and, and that goes to show you how gangster he is anyways, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like the, really rolled up by himself but you know he had been knowing Suge you know from back when he was just a n nobody you know just a bodyguard you know and I don't think that he was even worried he just went to go talk to him like okay and that was Suge and his people really like pulling out this you know all the situation and really threatening him being like you know you need to sign this over and to be honest he did end up doing it in that moment and what they don't show in the film is, you know, afterwards, you know, he does go to court and he fought that and one, they threw out that whole, all the paperwork and, you know, the whole release. And, you know, he did end up making money off of Dre and Death Row. Right. Okay. What are, as you, as his daughter, and I want to talk about you and your career too, um, but you as his daughter, I know there's so many conspiracy theories out there, and that comes with anybody that's high profile. What mm -hmm. are some of the things that you've heard, like, surrounding your father's death? I know there's a lot out there. Oh, man. I mean, I, I, I've, heard, <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard so much stuff. Um, and to be honest, it, 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 most of the stuff that I – almost 100% of the stuff that I've heard – um, you know, that's just kind of out there in the world that everybody has kind of heard. Uh, I don't believe that any of those are true. Um, but myself and my family definitely have our own beliefs and, um, you know, and our own theories. And, and all of that is going to be touched on on my documentary, A Ruthless Scandal, No More Lies. Ooh, and, you know, definitely, nice. yeah, yeah, definitely, you know. A Ruthless Scandal, and, No More Lies. I love mm -hmm. it. That's yep, really good. absolutely. You know, and we're going to have all facts. Um, going to be talking to a lot of people, you know, that was in, 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 my, in my dad's um, 
Fist, bodyguards, family members. People who are in his inner circle. All of them talk, so it's not like it's just me being biased as a child. Like, no, everyone will be, um, you know, get a chance to talk and tell their story and, uh, you know, their role in the whole situation or what they knew um, or what they saw, like all that. And, you know, and then all of the facts that I put out on this documentary, the world, you'll be able to interpret that how you want to or come up with your own answer or, you know, your new theories. um, You know, and I'm sure a lot of this, I mean, a lot of this stuff is very jaw-dropping, honestly. So, I mean, I know it's going to shut down a lot of the things that they think now, you know, everything that's, everything that's out right now, it's, it's, it's definitely unfounded. It's not factual at all. They're, they are just theories, you know, and, you know, and this documentary definitely going to be put, we're definitely going to put a lot to rest. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, it, and, it, and expose what, the, the truth, too. That's excellent. I'm so glad that you guys are doing that. Um, as a daughter, you know, after your dad passed, did you, um, did you go to the funeral yourself? Were you, I know because you were so little. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that, that's one of the, the bad memories, actually, you know, something yeah. that I mean, I remember that day very clear. But you know what, to be honest, at four years old, I didn't really understand that, you know, my father had passed and I was at a funeral because so if, if I close my eyes and think back, I, I mean, I can remember, uh, you know, being there and kind of playing with other kids uh, that were yeah. there. You're a baby. Is, you know, yeah. You know, baby, really four years under, old. Yeah, you're a baby. Did did Dre or Ice Cube, like, keep in contact with you over the years? I would imagine they'd be, like, family. But what is the situation with that? Yeah, um, honestly, I'm actually, you know, more close to Dr. Dre. Um, but, you know, but, I, you know, and, and, and Cube, but I, I actually grew up with, uh, you know, Ice Cube kids. So I'm really close with his family. You know, I went to school with his kids. They're literally like my brother's. Like, um, as far as maybe like Ren and Yella, you know, didn't really keep in contact with them too much. But, you know, Dre and Cube, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So we all know you had a super sweet sweet 16 party that was aired on MTV. That must be one of your greatest memories as well. One of the good memories. And speaking of growing up, because, like, how was, like, dating and stuff for you, being Easy's daughter? I mean, how was that when you started getting into dating and stuff? I'm sorry, can you say that again? When, as you were growing up, how was dating, like, being Easy's daughter, like, I mean, <laughs> like, how old were you when you started dating and stuff? Because I know a lot of people saw your Sweet 16, your Super Sweet 16 yeah. party on MTV. So that must have been, that was awesome. And then when you started dating and stuff, like, how old were you when you started dating? You, my my mom calls me a late bloomer. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> I started, like, my first boyfriend, I think, was that I was, 18 I was 18 years old um I was 18 and you know I had had a lot of guy friends even from you know before my sweet 16 I was having big housing years old that's actually kind of how it came about because I was known for having parties um like huge parties crazy parties or people all through the city were showing up and you know, it was getting shut down and the craziness. Um, you know, so I was very, yeah, I was very known for that. I mean, doing the whole socialite thing definitely started young. Um, you know, I think I just kind of really took my time 
because I, you know, I never was one where like, oh, I need a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. I've always been like into having fun and like kind of really my career uh, first. And so, you know, I had a right. lot of guy friends in my life. Um, a lot, of, you know, a, a lot of them, you know, some I called like play brothers and stuff like that. And then, you know, I mean, of course there was guys who liked me and tried talking to me and all that stuff, but you know, that, that wasn't really the focus, but I, yeah, I've, to be honest, I mean, I've, since my first boyfriend, you know, I have been like dating a little bit, but that's actually like the only like one real relationship that I actually had. And that was for a couple of years. And, um, we were just, uh, just young, young and, you know, really cool. I, I mean, I definitely from the sweet 16, you know, that, that did put me on the radar to a lot more, than <laughs> yeah. I had already, you know, that I had already knew, but you know, I'm, I'm, I have a, a very, a very small circle and very I'm really yeah. I'm to be honest I'm really picky with guys I'm really yeah picky. that's so good that's it, good it takes a lot yeah it takes EB, a lot. this show is about love sex and relationships and it's supposed to be 18 and up because we talk about you know we cuss and we talk about a lot of different things but mm-hmm. our demographics is really girls like 16 to 20 and then guys like 18 all the way up to like 30 40 years old but mm-hmm. we do a lot of educational stuff on love sex and relationships no matter what it is talking about safe sex talking about you know different fetishes and all kinds of crazy stuff that's going on in pop sexuality (laughs) so let me ask you this because your dad did pass away of HIV um, did it make you more aware of your choices sexually like once you like did that like put like a different awareness on you well people think that's how he passed away and that's that's uh you know that I don't know if that's something that I fully believe yet but you know I mean of course because that because you know because that was something that was you know very big and you know that was known and definitely in my face all the time I mean you know that kind of stuff that that is something you think about you know and I mean you I mean I I did go to school here (laughs) so you learn you learn about all those things like I said I'm a picky person in general and I'm also a germaphobe I'm also a germaphobe So yeah, there, I mean, there are a I'm lot a germaphobe of too. I really, would, yeah. Okay. I wash my hands like 50 times a day, and I like never. If I eat at a restaurant, I'm always cleaning the silverware. Like I'm really, really picky. Even if a glass is clean, I'll like clean it out first, or I'll have my assistant clean it out first. I'm really weird about that stuff too. And then sexually, yeah. even though I'm like a very high sex person, I really believe, like for me personally, I have to be in a totally committed monogamous relationship because. I'm so I'm such a germaphobe. Like I would agree. Those, I, those I hear you. I hear you. you know, I tell I talk to my friends about that kind of stuff all the time, and you know I have some friends that are just kind of like they're, they're completely care. different. They they don't care about nothing. I'm like, whoa, wait, hold on, listen here. This is how it needs to go. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely like the person like, don't you want to be in love and safe and all these things? You know, like that's definitely that's the girl I am pushing all that's that. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's really good. And that's good because, you know, you're in a position to be a role model to people, too. Okay, so we truly are our parents' children. You know, no matter how we cut it, whether, you know, there's so many people listening that maybe their dad or their mom isn't involved in their lives, but we definitely are genetically our parents' children. What Mm -hmm. would you say are your greatest attributes that came from your dad? Um, You know what? The greatest one of all, I have to say, the personality. Definitely got his personality very witty, very uh, fun and genuine. Um, but really, to be honest, just his his fire, his passion, his business mind, um, very worldly. 
um, th- those things are definitely something that I take from my father and, re- and really happy that I even got, you know. Yeah, obviously, you know, Easy E accomplished so much as the godfather of gangster rap. What are some of the things that you as his daughter are most proud of? Just his vision in itself um, and his fearlessness and, you know, just just everything that he accomplished. I mean, just taking the risk, being a visionary, opening doors. I mean, it has affected us greatly, you know, the just the world in general. This is not even just hip-hop. You can't even limit it to just hip-hop because right. it's not just there. Um, you know, they, they created awareness. They were a – my dad and NWA, they were a voice. I mean, th- those those things are just absolutely incredible. And, you know, there's so much that people still don't know about my dad and, you know, and things that he accomplished and things that he went through and things – just his vision itself and how he was so far ahead of his time, you know, doing things back then 20 years ago that people mm-hmm. are just starting to do now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. And it's very unfortunate that, you know, he, he's not here and for people to have seen all of what he, not only what he had did, but the things that he could have done, you know, what more he could have done. Creating awareness, you mentioned that, and, you know, having a voice on different issues and topics. And, you know, do you feel like there's anybody, like, right now that would represent that? Like, when you look at it and the things that NWA was doing, your dad was doing, Dre was doing, Cube was doing, I mean, is there anything, anyone right now that you're like, damn, they're doing it. They are creating awareness. You know what? Uh, after him, I, it, there was Tupac, <laughs> absolutely. And then, you know, after that, for as far as artists now, I would say um, Kanye, mm-hmm. um, mm. people like Kendrick Kanye, Lamar, Kanye and, uh, at the VW. Yeah, I mean, the I uh, mean last night. The I mean that was the crazy. VMAs. Did you oh, see yeah. that? Did you yeah, see I did. That's actually the only part that I did watch. I'm, I'm I know. I think that it's the same thing with time. me. Yeah. I, I love Kanye, and you know, I, I sometimes you know it, it, it's hard for him to get his his ideas mm-hmm. and his point across. I know a lot of people take it wrong, but you know, I can really identify with him. You know, and 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 I definitely think you know he's he's someone you know after Easy E, you know, shedding light on things that are going on. You know, the thing is, Kanye tries so hard to not just to fight for artists, but to fight for people in general. For just new ideas, just changing the world. That's really what he wants to do, to be right. innovative. You know, he he's definitely exactly. a visionary, and he's definitely he definitely is, uh, you know, like my father in that sense. And 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 that and that's why I, I respect him and love him so much. I mean, I am probably one of the biggest Kanye fans. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like even for my music, like that's somebody I would want to sign with, not just because of the music, but it's just somebody that he's very in just as a person in general mm-hmm. and he's not selfish he's not fighting for himself and, and and that's one of the greatest things you know that's what easy and nwa did they of course they could have just been rappers from the hood and you know whatever made a lot of money but they were, whatever yeah. made a lot of money but they really used Wanted their to voice spread and truth. Their influence to spread right. yeah exactly to shed light on all these things and mm-hmm. it's like even what they were what they were spreading light on uh, shedding light on really back then you know was a lot of the police brutality the racism things like that and you know kanye kind of touches a lot maybe not police brutality but he touches on racism he talks mm-hmm. uh, talks about classism 
Um, you know, he talks about vision. A, a he, talks of, vision. he talks about having vision, being innovative, exactly. you know, spreading the truth. And that's like my whole career, everything that I've done with my company, everything that I've done with any platform is to be a bridge in every situation, no matter what color, creed, race, denomination, religion, whether you're Buddhist, if you're Muslim, if you're Christian, I don't care, is teaching love. But also the biggest thing is being authentically yourself. Before being authentic was a spin word, I talked about it years ago. And I think people like you, you're 24, but you sound like you got passion in your pity your spirit to really be and carry this torch and let me tell you girl we need that we need that in the world right now so when he did that whole piece last night my son was like you got to see this and we dvr'd it and it was late last (laughs) night and he grabbed me and i was like damn i was like you know i just i loved the beauty of the truth and the rawness yes it It was just it was wonderful yeah. wonderful you know and a, and, a, and a lot of people are afraid of the truth and a lot a lot of people mm-hmm. you know i do feel like this world i mean it's meant to be controlled or they want it to be controlled but you know the, everybody you know what kanye really stands for everybody being true to themselves believing in themselves you know it takes a lot for someone to believe in themselves especially in this day and age it's not easy you know um back back in back in 20 years ago it, it probably was a little better you know before social media before you were exposed to so much and i feel like we have so much exposure to this point people kind of get lost and then you start doubting yourself because you're watching all of these other people's lives you know and it's like you really have to step back and you know really discover yourself and believe in yourself and you know he pushes that and he he fights for people to have confidence and i mean and that's just beautiful you know that it's truly we truly say beautiful, it. you know. I know he rants a lot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm like, his defense, I'm, but you know what? It's just that you know, it's really Kanye. What he does is he just goes off the top of his head. His, his thoughts are kind of jumbled up in there, but he has so many thoughts and so many ideas and so so much great intention. Right. You know, sometimes it doesn't come out right, but like if you really understand Kanye, you 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 can see beyond that, and you understand that it, it it is just extreme. It's just so much passion and passion. so much fight, exactly. you know, behind it, and it's really all for the benefit of us, the right. world. You know what I mean? It, it's not like I said. He's it's not even a selfish thing. It's not for attention. It's not any of that. He's really trying to get out there that everybody needs to be true to themselves, believe in themselves, go and get it, have no boundaries, don't let anybody stop you, you know, and that, I mean, that mentality is just really beautiful and everybody needs it. Absolutely. EB, two things. Number one, we always talk about, because this show is about love, sex, and relationships, and everybody wants to be sexy. But what I teach everybody is confidence is the sexiest thing you can have. Number two, I love what you said about your father and the risks that he took and the doors that it opened for you, not just being an innovator, because there's lots of nerds out there that got innovative ideas, right. but they don't, they don't have the balls to pursue them, right? Right. So what Absolutely. I love, like, I'm Greek and Italian, I'm, I'm, and my grandfather came straight over here. I'm only second generation here. He's like, he was the vision of the American dream. And he came over here and made millions of dollars because there is no reward without risk. So mm-hmm. it's about the execution and it's about being a decisive decision maker. And, you know, it takes that 
that kind of that old school gangster mentality. We're not talking about the thugs in the street committing crime. Right. We're talking about the gang, the true gangster mentality. You know what I'm saying? And going uh, out there and taking the risks and having the ball and being a decisive decision maker and thinking quick on your feet and knowing and hedging, you know, and just doing it and just going out and doing it. And I love that. I love that you're so passionate. I love, love, love that girl. I'm excited <laughs> about your career, girl. I can feel it. I can oh, feel the energy you. off of you. You are gonna you are gonna shine with this documentary. I think it's gonna change your life and a lot of people who might not be aware of what's really going on are gonna find out and I think that's such a blessing. Let me ask you this. If there's something obviously there's a lot of things that you wanna set the record straight on, but what would some of just touch on? I know you can't say everything because you got this movie coming out, but what are, just touch on a few things that you would like to set the record straight on that you're passionate about misconceptions in regards to your dad. You know what, the, the biggest mis- misconception of him is that he was just this gangster, you know, and, and he's so much bigger than that. Um, like we talked about just being so innovative, um, you know, you just a huge figure in itself, um, you know, like you said, high risk, high reward, and, and that's what he did. But the, the the problem is with his passing, most people didn't see the reward, and not just for him, but the reward for everybody, the, all the extensions of him, you know right. what I mean? The things that he made possible and for his group, you know, for each individual from, you know, just from their success with him um, and with him believing in them. He said there, there's nerds who, you know, can, uh, you know, who can be innovative and all these things. And so you have people like in this group, of course they have talent. I mean, Ice Cube, I don't even think before this movie that people really – understood how intelligent and political, mm-hmm. you know, and how great of a writer he was. I mean, Ice Cube is phenomenal. You know, most people, especially my generation, they know him from film, but not his background, you right. know, and, you know, and you can have that. And then you can have Dre, of course, super t- extremely talented. And, you know, people know him from now with his beats and, you know, things like that. But it took for a person like my father back then in that time to not only put the money because it's bigger than money. It's to have the vision and exactly. and, and 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 really and take that chance and believe in people to the point where even they might even believe more in themselves as well. You know, it talks Absolutely. a lot about that. It, it it takes a lot. You know, and it it, ta- it takes a team. It does. Um, it really does. You know, and so I just you know I do like for people to know that nothing would have been possible without him. Right. I mean, many people are talented, but it, it takes a whole, it takes a force. And, it and, does. and that's exactly what Easy E was. Easy E was the force behind it all. That's awesome. I love that. Success is truly a, a collection of right relationships. What's going on with your career personally? Tell me about, like, when did you start getting into music and all of that? I've been in music my entire life, you know, from the time my father was alive, I spent time with him in studios. Um, you know, my mother, Tracy, was in, has been in the music business, um, been a music manager for over 20 years. So wow. even after my father's passing, I spent a lot of time in studios and hanging around artists, you know, from DJ Quick to Snoop Dogg, AMG, uh, you know, all kinds of people from back in the day up until now. Um, you know, she discovered... Devin Aurelius, who was the, the producer for Murder, Inc., when they were huge. You know, when Ashanti and Ja Rule was out, he did, nice. like, all of their biggest records. Um, you know, worked with J-Lo, Mariah Carey, like, all these things. And 
Um, then she even discovered Detail, who, you know, he produced. He actually won a Grammy for uh, Beyonce's Drunk Love. He, he did 7-Eleven. He did um, – He's done Weed and Boys for Wiz Khalifa, just many more. Worked a lot with Nicki Minaj, a lot over at uh, Cash Money. You know, he's done a lot of stuff. But so I've always been around music, and my my music background actually came from you know my mom's side. My my great my grandfather and my great grandfather both singers, played instruments, all that. You know, when I grew up, you know, even in elementary school, I was in chorus. Like I always did. I was in music, you know, and performing. I did a lot of acting. I uh, did drama throughout school, did a lot of acting classes, went to UCLA for a summer for acting. Like, my whole life has been entertainment, performing arts. So I, I think it, it's just something, it was always inside of me. Um, I, it definitely wasn't something I decided to do when I got older, just being like, oh, I'm easy, easy, I'm going to get into music. Absolutely not. Um, to be honest, I, I, I hate when kids of famous people just automatically assume that they can do, <laughs> they have to do what their parents did. Yes, you know what I mean? Yes, like, you can yes. be Easy es kid. You can go uh, be an NFL star, you know. Right. And you or a doctor or a lawyer or, or anything. Or yeah. Anything, you know. And I, I really don't like that. And I, I don't, but I like to sound like a contradiction because I do music. But like I said, my musical background doesn't even come from my father. And I, you know, I'm not even the same as him. I, I'm not a rapper, you know. I sing. I'm a girl. I grew up differently. I grew up listening to different music. You know, um, I think what I just have in common most with my father is a vision. That's beautiful. And, and that's a, and beautiful, a, it though. Faster, you know what I mean? That's good. Tell me about your vision. Tell me about this new so, single that came yes. out this last spring, Girl Crush. Let's talk yes. about that. <laughs> So, yeah, I did put out, that was my buzz single. I know people had kind of been waiting for music. I was like, okay, let me put something out re- really quick So while I'm still working on the rest of my projects. But, yeah, I have put out Girl Crush with, um, that was produced by Sunny Digital. A lot of people know him from working with Future and um, Kanye and Drake and just many people, many people. Um, he's actually one of my best friends, just killing the game. That's another young person in the business, nice. you know, with a vision, and it's just really remarkable. Yes. But um Definitely. Uh, that single was actually inspired by, you know, the hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday, you know, and that hashtag Ooh. was really big. And, you know, it's it not necessarily, you know, a, about just liking a female. It's really just being special. You know, a lot of people yeah. admire, like, Rihanna, for example. Um, you know, whether it's the attitude or you, the, your, the, your looks or just your drive, your hustle, you know, yes. your swag, whatever it is, yes. you know, about certain people. And not everybody's Woman Crush Wednesday is always someone famous. You know, you could have someone in your life who, you That's know, right. is a no one who you just absolutely admire. And, you know, sometimes people don't even know what it is. You know, that, that goes back to that factor. You know, there are some people who just have it. Whatever it is, nobody knows what it is, but it is just something special. The that, factor. Exactly. And that's what Girl Crush is about. Some you know, people are just about, born with it. Right. Exactly. So what you're saying is basically it's not just about, like, being um, bi-curious or bisexual yeah. or having, like, this lust or desire to be with a girl. It's more of, like, a admiration. And Absolutely. I love, I love that you, you know, you based it off of, you know, this woman crush hashtag. I mean, that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> that is so, that's so your generation, Absolutely. you know, this generation right now.
now. And it is, you know, I mean, there is, and I think what's happening, and just from doing this show and being so open about love, sex, and relationships, I think we're becoming more of an accepting population where it's just like we can admit, like, wow, like, even if we are a girl, like, wow, this girl is beautiful. Like, look at her. Like, she is absolutely gorgeous, whether it's her eyes, her smile, her her swag, like you said, or whatever it is, you know. And we're getting more open to where we can see beauty in different things as well. I think that, you know, uh, times are changing, and I love the fact that people can see beauty in everything, every shape, size, everything. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's just like we are all individually unique, like a star, like a snowflake or like a fingerprint. And I think if we can appreciate the beauty in each individual, that's really what it's all about. Okay, so when can we expect this documentary to drop, girl? So this documentary um, right now, you know, really just looking for funding and distribution, hoping to, you know, really complete the project and have it out around this same time next year. Okay. You just said a couple key things. Are you looking for, so you're looking for funding. Um, do you, what, what's in place so far? Because I know a lot of people in the industry and I know a lot of people listening to my show know a lot of people in the industry. Mm-hmm. So what is in place right now? Do you have a producer? Do you have like, what, what's in place right now? Yeah, I actually do have a producer attached to it. Um, and to be honest, right now I'm, I'm still I'm doing a lot of meetings. So you know, a lot of people actually have reached out to me um, to get to get involved, like more producers, directors, distribution companies, like all kinds of people have reached out. So you know, in these next couple of weeks, really just filtering out everything, taking these meetings, and just kind of seeing what's the best situation. Because obviously, I mean, this is a really big deal. Um, you, so when you, you know, talk about in a very sensitive situation, so. Absolutely, absolutely, and you want to make sure that it's done right. When you're talking about your, when you say your vision, though, baby, when you say EB, you know, you're all about vision and you're very passionate. Um, What do you think? A year within a year? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, this is something. You know, I've been working on this for a long time. You know. I told you my my mother and my oldest sister Erica um you know we've been we we're producing this thing and you know we've been working on it for a long time cuz you know it, it it took a lot you know it's a lot of people involved it's a, it's a it's a lot you know so it's definitely taking some time and I'm really happy that the movie has came out because it's been able to give me a bigger or give us a bigger platform to even be able to talk about it and really make it happen um so you know definitely going to be working hard at this and really trying to get this out within the next year Okay, I know a lot of people are going to be so excited about this, and thank you so much for coming on the show today. I want you to come back on when things get closer and give us an update. Just keep us updated so you come back on Dr. Zoe today and let us know what's going on. Meanwhile, go ahead and give out your information once again so everybody can keep up with you, and we're gonna, we are going to go ahead and play Girl Crush here in a second, so everybody stay tuned, but go ahead and give out your information, your Twitter and your Instagram. Yes, yeah, so on my website is we want eb.com and that's where you can actually find my t-shirt line and my hat line on there and then all my twitter my instagram youtube soundcloud all of that is all at we want eb so you'll be able to keep up with everything that's going on with me everything is the same facebook all of that everything is at we want eb very easy to find me um and yeah my my ep should be out in october and that's entitled we want eb as well awesome and say the name of the documentary one more time and the documentary that is a ruthless scandal, no more lies. Awesome, awesome. To all my listeners, tune in next time for your connection to pop sexuality. Here's Girl Crush. Girl Crush.